This is Ari Koretsky and welcome to Jews You Should Know, introducing the broader community to interesting and inspiring Jewish men and women making a difference in our world. Some are already famous, some not yet so, but each is a Jew you should know. We are back, having completed the holiday season 2018-5779, and very excited to launch our next mini-series out of the Israel podcast tour. This mini-series will focus on bridge builders in the Jewish world and specifically in the Israeli world. As many are familiar, unfortunately, Israel, for all of its wonderful qualities and merits, contains within it real chasms between various parts of the community, in particular the religious or ultra-Orthodox and what's called secular, various appellations given to these different subsectors, some of which are descriptive and helpful, others of which perhaps less so. But this week we're going to begin by featuring an amazing young man, Rabbi Menachem Bombeck, who reached virtual fame after he hosted a Israel Memorial Day ceremony at his Hasidic high school that he runs in Israel. And the video of that ceremony went viral within the Jewish world. And he has been speaking at venues all across the globe, advising and promoting his unique brand of Jewish activism, trying to promote an integrated functional model of Jewish and academic development within what's known as the Haredi sector, a rapidly growing segment of the Israeli population. And it was an honor to speak with Rabbi Bombeck at the Mandel Institute in Jerusalem. Rabbi Menachem Bombeck. We are here with Menachem Bombeck. I hope I pronounced it correctly, in the Mandel Institute for Leadership. I hope I pronounced that correctly as well. Uh, we're going to learn all about it. I have no idea, to be honest, actually where I'm sitting. Uh, we're going to learn about that very shortly. I do have an idea about with whom I am speaking, because Menachem Bombeck is a person who recently, for those following online, has become sort of a media sensation for his incredible work, pioneering educational uh, techniques within the ultra-Orthodox or Haredi population in Israel. Um, and we're going to hear all about that today. How are you, Menachem? Thank you so much. Nice to having you. Thank you for, for joining us. Thank you for welcoming me to this place, which again, you'll tell me shortly a little bit about. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, clearly, you are Israeli, from uh, native Israeli, at least it, it sounds like. Where are you from and what is your background? So, um, you know, I was invited to the round table and the Knesset that deals about the relationship between Israel and the diaspora. Yes. And the member of Knesset, Michael Jordan, and uh, Michael Oren. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael Jordan was definitely a better basketball player than Michael Oren. <laughs> Michael Oren. To ask me, Bombach, what's your connection to this table? So I told him, listen, I immigrated to Israel at the age of 20. So he asked me from where, and I said from Meir Sharim. <laughs> So he said, so now do you have the permission to, 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 to deal with it? And I really love Israel. I think I have a deep love for Am Israel. So I really, once when I meet a Jewish people all over the world, I feel so close to them. So I really like to deal with this issues about the, uh, the relationship between Israel and diaspora. So I grew up in Meir Sharim, and I use uh, to mention the fact that I didn't speak a word of Hebrew until the age of 20. 
because the idea of you know Me'asharim is to be isolated. So it's Yiddish only. Only Yiddish, yeah. And I have to say that I have very, very good memories. I remember so special people with so deep values. And my grandmother, grand grandfather, they lived in Batayongarin. It's not far yes, away yet. Sure. It was a part of my life. And at the same time, I was, um, you know, when you live in a such background, we come from a such background, you always remember good things, but you also remember the edges, the, the, the extremists, the people who are present, they really, uh, something that's not uh, present the mainstream. Yeah. So this is a part of the place that I grew up and I remember always when, I can't just tell you, there is a very famous street next to Mea Sharim. The, the name of the street is Shifte Israel. Sure. When I was uh, five years, six years old, the, in, in Shabbat, this was a street that a lot of cars were driven in, in this place. And, you know, always there is some kids who comes out and throw stones on the... Terrible, uh, yeah. And I remember how the police came in, in the neighborhood and, and it was like fear, you yeah. know, fear. And when I was seven years old and I asked my mother, who is those police? Who is those guy? I didn't know. And she said something, I'm not going to say exactly the same name, but, um, and I asked her, so Jews are fighting with Jews? When I was seven years old. So when sometimes I'm telling this story because people are wondering what happens with you, what changed you, and why, uh, what's the story about, about your, and the reason is I feel I have a Jewish soul and an Ashoma that loves people, and I can't eat. I can't, I don't have the cheap who eats people. So, unfortunately, maybe. <laughs> so, you, you grew up in this very insulated, isolated community, um, very religious neighborhood in Jerusalem. And were you, was your family from this area for many generations? Were they Jerusalemites, Yerushalmi, or did they immigrate from Europe? What was it, their background? Yeah, yeah. My, my, they come from Hungary, uh, my Hungary, yeah. Hungary, and from Romania. So, so they yeah, come from Before Europe. Before the war? Yeah, after, after the war. After the war. After after the war. The, yeah. So they were survivors? or? Yeah, yeah. They were survivors. Uh, unfortunately, my grandfather, he lost uh, his whole family, his brothers and sisters, and right. parents. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm the third generation of the Holocaust. So I have very, very strong memories about the Holocaust. And just for recently, I had very good, uh, strong experience about, but, but maybe we're going to leave it at the last. Okay, we're going to end with this story. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, I've, you have to remember it yeah. uh, to come back to it. So when you were growing up, just so people understand, can you describe a little bit what your education was like in that community? Yeah, there is a very famous um, uh, Talmud Torah, uh, elementary school, that uh, the name of Dushinsky. Dushinsky, sure. Yeah, Dushinsky. On Shmuel Hanavi? It's Shmuel Hanavi, but they have also Zupnik uh, building in, okay. in, in the center, of, uh, next to Masharim. They're Shrasli. very loud, yelling uh, prayers, right? Uh, no, this is the Karolina That's the Karolina, yeah. the same building as Dushinsky? No, 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 no. But also, but this is... People who represent uh, the extremism in, in, in the Jewish community. And uh, we are always remember those songs in the Afsakot. Afsakot, I mean, in the uh, uh, when we finished studying, we sung songs against Zionism. Right. 
It was very, it was a part of the ethos. Yes. And uh, yeah, so, but at the same time, I'm not sure if the teachers was really, I, I'm not sure if they knew the job as well as a teacher, but they give the art. And I always remember they really wanted to, we should continue the next generation with Jewish values, it was very strong, and I and I really appreciate those yeah. those years. Even even right now, I would never suggest someone to raise his kids in such places right now because it really presents something that separates Jews from Jews, and and this is not my journey today. Yeah. So, but it sounds like there was no Hebrew education and no secular studies, or was there a little bit of secular in the younger grades? Ah, no. Math? No, there is plus or minus, yeah, that's basic all. Math. The very, basic math, very basic math. <laughs> yeah, you know, they give us, you know, I, I, I figure out something very, very sad, that the teachers teach us not the right Hebrew, a wrong Hebrew. And On purpose, or? Oh, <laughs> I, I got sad when I realized that is on purpose. Yeah. They, they didn't want to should have connection with outside the world. So that's why they give us not the right language. So Rabim, Yachid, you know, all right. those kinds singular, of things. Plural, singular, plural, different plural, conjugations. Different yeah, it was, uh, and this is, I think, very a sad story because, yeah. you know, ignorance is one of the worst thing ever you can experience. It's like you're, disa you're disabled. Yeah. And once you figure out that you're disabled, this is very, very sad. I think it's the real poorness. It's not about money. To be poor, I mean, it's to be ignorance. With yeah. no any knowledge, and this is very, very sad. So that's why they just dedicate two hours a week. For, two hours a week? Yeah, two hours or three hours a week is the best maximum. And also, we didn't took it seriously too much. Right, it was it kind was of like, like a joke or a, a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I see you know all the stories. <laughs> I have a sense of things a little yeah. bit. A little bit. Um, so, so you, you obviously um, were li living in this environment and um, something changed at some point. Um, what happened for you? I assume you were in studying and like everyone else. And at some point, you know, you said when you were seven years old, you had kind of a moment where you were disillusioned by the fighting between Jews, by the tension yeah. with the police and who were Jewish police officers. But of course, you couldn't do anything at that point in time. So what happened a little bit later? When did you start and how did you start to shift your attitude? Yeah, I I, uh, I can tell you just one little story that my grandmother, she said once to my mother, keep careful on Menachem because he's, he's a little shegetz. You know, how do you speak? Wow, well, like a little... Yeah, she loves me very much, but she said right. like, I, I, I think I really grew up maybe in a different place, but my soul is really, I can say in some ways, liberal soul, a pluralism soul. So it was, it was not so dramatic, the change, once I become exposed to other people, I was fascinated. Oh, it's great people. It's different than I saw before. But a change moment was when I uh, get um, a um, suggestion to be a counselor in a dormitory for Russian immigrants in Migdalemek. Migdalemek up north with yeah, your placement. I, I didn't know, I don't know still now why they took me as a counselor. How and did I they hear about was, you? 
I, I think it was a very big mistake because in the age of, I, I, I really love education, the age of 12, when I was 12 years old, I had my first, um, uh, my first startup. <laughs> uh, we had the tea, uh, you know, people, the Shabbat afternoon, the parents wants to sleep, so we gather many, many kids and they praise Tehillim. Right, they would say Psalms, Psalms, yeah. Yeah, and I had even a donor who gave us the ice cream, and I, this is, I was very, so very... So you made a whole kids group? Yeah, yeah. So the kids can sleep? So yeah, the parents, the parents sleep. Can, can sleep. So I, I really love education, I believe in education, and my art is in education, so it was very naturally to me to go to education. So I got, I, so a friend says he, that he's looking for a counselor, so... One of the kids came to me and asked me a question about math in English. And I didn't know how the letters looked like. So I understood that my situation is very bad. This is at 12? No. Oh, in the dormitory. I, yeah. When you were with Russian, in the Russian, kids, Russian kids. Up north, yeah. <clears throat> so I took myself and <clears throat> also I understand if I, if, I, if I want to work with kids, I need to have a, a basic knowledge. It's some impossible even in education. So I, I went to a very interesting school. I'm not sure it's from it's a government school about education, dorm, dorm, dorm education, and they didn't want to take me to this place because I didn't have a, a degree. So I told them, listen, that's what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm going to do much more worth. So please give me the, the give me the ability or the chance to study in your school. They took me. They asked me to complete the ten books in psychology. I didn't know most of the words, but I worked very, very, very hard, and I finished very, very well. And then I make made a yes, first degree in uh, in education, and my second degree I have from Hebrew University in public policy. And this is a journey, you know, a journey on, on your life. You meet people, you see people. I met people, secular people, that if there is a Ghanaian, I want to sit next to them. Believe me. People I would never could imagine, you know, how they love people, how they looking for honesty, they are integrity for justice. So beautiful people. So they just grew up in a different place, in a different background. This is not why we need to hate each other or, or whatever, yeah, etc. So the story is continuing that uh, I, would had, I had the privilege to open the pre-academic program at university for Haredim. You know, because I said if a Haredi right now wants to go to university, he has no choice. Why? Because he has not the basic knowledge, the matriculation. So we come up with the idea, it was not easy. People said it's not going to work, people is not going to come, and you're going to stay, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of uh, people who oh, demonstrate against you. But I said, if I think this is the right thing, to, they should be very Haredim. Don't change your identity, but at the same time, you have to be a lawyer. We, we need, we need, we need to, to be a part of Israel. So that's why if uh, there is no doctors, no engineers, no lawyers in the Haredi community, so how they can become, you know, you just, you have to be a part of Israel, you have to contribute what you can. And you know the fact that most of the kids, the students, the yeshivot can't sitting all day studying Torah. It doesn't work. And the fact is that um, in 2028, 40% 
of all our first graders in Israel would be members of the Haredi community. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And you know, we are doubling ourselves very, very, every 30 years. It's a million people right now in Israel. And even there is 52% of the uh, uh, of, of men in the Haredi society who are working, but the income is very, very The jobs low. are me often it's menial job. jobs. Yeah. They might have a, a little store or something, a blue-collar work. Blue-collar work, yeah. work, exactly. But so this is not what, what, you know, the GDP right now, it's about $45,000. In 2002, I think it was 15, 15, one, five, yeah, 15. It's unbelievable, and if we are not generate something like this, or when we become a part of the workforce, so it's going to going down because the tax comes from people. Yeah, it doesn't come just. It's not from America. Right. Uh, so that's why we feel that the f the obligation that more and more Koreans should have the they have the ability to go to the Hebrew University, and it was it's very very great idea. But uh, unfortunately, it's there is a sad point in the story that fifty percent dropped out. Wow. Fifty percent are very succeed, and uh, now if you are going to university, you can meet every two or three or five minutes a Haredi. Really? And this is apart because of those of these uh, uh, actions. There is also another very very interesting uh, initiative that brings Haredi by the second degree in Hebrew University in different kinds of faculties. But, and the f when I ask those young guys why you can't complete this program, and they said, I'm just married, I have no enough time, and this program is just one, and a, f one a year, and I need to study and study and study and study into new, it's new languages. Math is a language, English is a language, and to study two languages in very high level, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. It's very complicated. So that's why they, they, grew, they droop out. So um, I have to say that it was a point that we understood that we need to make another step and just to provide education, very special and a good education inside the community and to start in early ages. So we come up with the idea for four years ago. Right now we influence about 400 kids in our community. And we have a, uh, you know, a slope to slope. We have a- uh, Slope, a mountain. A, yeah, a slope <laughs> to go up. But we see we're gonna reach in five years more than 1,000 kids. Yeah. We have many projects. We're not, it's not public. So I'm, I'm not standing in the front of, of, of all of them to not to damages because in my school, in the Medrashah Hasidito Academy, that is very, very famous. Everybody speaks about because this is an unusual project. It's the mainstream Hasidic. Since the Banshemtov, you know, I don't, see, I, I, don't, I don't think that such a school was exist before. And this is a school that you can study Hasidut, you study Torah, but you study also mat full matriculation and technology, so he's going to be ready to the 21st century. He knows the, the new language, he knows how to, to deal with... It's also, it's also about life skills, we're working very, very much about life skills. Finances. Finances, also soft skills about Social listening, skills. empathy, all those things. It's very, very important because, you know, 
the idea of just to dedicate your life for studying Torah, it's a great idea, but the most of the people can't do it. So who can sitting and studying Torah all day long? Maybe you can, you know, you don't need to focus or to deal with so many issues or, or to study, because Torah, I still believe it's the most important thing ever. I really believe and I admire people who are studying Torah all day long. But this is just, you know, it's that. If it's a paradigm? Pyramid. Pyramid. If it's a pyramid, you know, it's just the top, five, six, seven percent. So this is a new mission and it's not easy. Sometimes people are, you know, don't like us too much. But I think the truth and the honest of this kind of action is, uh, is more stronger than anything else. And we believe like in the coming years, we're going to see a huge, huge change. That's what we hope because, you know, I speak, I'm speaking with rabbis inside the community. And, and when I speak with them, you know, with four eyes, we understand each other very, very well. And they also know they have no any solutions in their community for those kinds of things. They see so many people are dropping out. You know, 10% officials are dropping out for the community. You know, someone told me in America, off the derech. Yeah, it's, I ask him from which derech? No, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, sometimes, you know, you have to ask the derech, which derech? So, because I'm telling this because I met a rabbi. It was anti-Sinist, he's anti-Sinist rabbi. He lives in the, eh, next to Bnebrak. And uh, he once told me, I want Menachem that all Haredim should go to the army. <laughs> and I said, no. The army of Hashem. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so, so, so I asked him just, no, okay, what's, what's the catch? And he said, why we are so fearful going to the army? Because we are fear that the day after they're going to take out the kippah. Right. Take away. Lose the religious Lose the religious. So I'm asking you, he asked me, Menachem. How could be a people, a guy who's studying 20 years in the education system, and one day he can lose it? So I don't want they should go to the army, but I want we should know the truth. So this is a real conversation that I had with one of the rabbis. Even now, because of the, the viral movie, if you saw the viral yes, movie about a Memorial Day, someone just told them, listen, if you support Rabbi Bombach, you're in trouble. So it gives us a public... Uh, announcement against us unfortunately yeah. but um, but the rabbis knows there is no solutions inside the community and boring is the whole thing the our sages sages yeah sages said that boring makes you make sins right boredom boredom if you're bored yeah uh-huh. so, so I want to I want to understand you were again you were like 20 years old and you were a, a, a dorm counselor for the Russian kids. You went to a school, got some education for yourself. A- how did you get from there to opening up a program and then another program? Oh, yeah. It's very, like, was it one year, two years, ten years? How did uh, you do this? And it's, it's, ve- it's a tremendous, you know, uphill road that, that you had to take. Yeah, it sounds, I, I'm 41 years old. So it's a journey from 20 years. It's yeah. not so, uh, it's a lot of time. But uh, I was blessed with, uh, uh, as I said, I, l- I believe in education, but I believe in leading education systems. Uh, leadership in education is one of the interest- most interesting things, I think, 
in those days, I think since ever. But uh, once when I worked with Russian kids, and I felt we had very good success, and it was very good results in education, I had another suggestion to get to, to take a school for Russian immigrants, high school. I was very young, I was 25. Wow. Yeah, but I took a school that was really destroyed, no budget, terrible education system, violence and riots, everything. It was like where was it in Bitarelit, and also it was five managers. It was like a terrible, terrible place, and I I was blessed that. Baruch Hashem, with step by step, I took it. I renew it from new. In 2012, 2011, we got the Education Prize Ministry for this wow. project. Yeah, this is was a very great moment because we succeed in so many, so many areas and criteria, about climate and about uh, and about study results and about the everything. It was like a great transformation, moment. absolutely, and. And this is what, because i always working in, edu in education. This is, was my uh, journey, you know, in education. I also always try to help people to build their education system, involved in many, many, many activities. And also at the same time, I, we are now in Mandel Institute. We're just sitting in, I'm working also in Mandel. I had the privilege to manage the leadership program for the Haredi community here in this place. This is a very famous uh, institute. Everybody speaks about that. Uh, it, it has many, many projects and programs for for army people and for the IDF and and and, and also for youth uh, movements. Everything. So we have uh, there is very famous woman in Israel. She's name is Nomi Pearl. She she based this this project in, in the institute. She's not here today, but she's a brilliant woman, a very a great leader and a visionary woman. So uh, I had the privilege to manage this project. So everyone who comes here, he has some previous uh, um, um, experience. He knows, he has some influences in their community. So they come in here and they get much more um, from this knowledge, identity, uh, philosophy issue, tough issues. So, you know, every identity is based on three components. Knowledge, identification, and practice. So, there's not, so you, if I'm going back to the story from the rabbi about identity, I can say that there is not enough knowledge. So that's why there's not enough identity, okay? And that's why the practice is as we practice. So it's like some of some of us are. It's a fake practice. It's not the right practice. That's what I, if you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. So um, so this is all all of my years. I've worked in education and management and leadership. So once when I realized there is no any choice for so many people in the community inside the community, we decided to jump in and to make this happen. It was also impossible, but I believe that. I don't know how you translate Siata Deshmaya. Divine Providence. Yeah, but this is what I feel. I feel God is with us, and I feel we are Mekachei Shem Shamaim. Yeah, sanctifying God's name in the world. <laughs> um, you know, 
as you've gone through this journey yourself, how has your own uh, religious identity been impacted? And did, well, you know, was it something that, you know, one could grow up in a community and become, as we said earlier, disillusioned. And, and many times that could really turn somebody off and, and change a person's whole relationship to Judaism. Has that been something that you've had to grapple with, struggle with for yourself in terms of creating or renewing your own Jewish identity? How have you done that? I'm still, still struggling <laughs> each day. I think this is the real Jew Jewish. If once you, you're satisfied with yourself, you stop doing your journey. And I'm, each day I'm asking my, myself questions. I know, you know, what's my vision in this school? My vision is uh, God fear, loving Torah, and to be a uh, people who are involved in the community. Right. In Hebrew, it's like, Yerashem Oef Torah Vishmaseh. Um, and I must demand the same, the same to myself. I, I ask, I, I, I ask, I, I'm always saying to my to the students, um, what does it mean God fear? We have a uh, we have a uh, letter letter to evaluate right. those things. No, but how many times in a day you are thinking about God? This is my measure. And this is, uh, there is a very famous phrase, Behold Rechecha Deu. Right, you know him in all his ways. Yeah. No God in and all his ways. Too, I really believe in Mekachashem Shemaim, people who, are, who, who understand we are in a, in a time. And so that's, this is my, one of my motivations. So, you know, there is two sources of motivation, pain and, and, pain and pleasure. And maybe when you start doing something like this, it comes from pain because you felt you maybe you spend your the nicest years just you spend it not in the right way, and uh, you feel your your place where you grew up is not the exact place that you can you can it's the right place to to serve God. Um, so so uh, now I'm in a moment of pleasure because we feel our so many so many people who are growing now in this in our new communities and uh, acting different and thinking different and behave different and respect different and they have a new meaning in our Vat Israel to love Jew Jewishness so I feel we can make a you change and this is my pleasure time it's, it's interesting because you yourself chose to stay within the community right you could have very easily become something different either lost your whole faith or even left the you know the, yeah. the very religious world and gone to a different part of the community yeah so i have to say something that about that that uh, i think there were so many beautiful things in our Haredi ultra orthodox community and there were so many things you know there is 50 percent who are dropping out from the national Zionist community yeah and still we are far from those numbers because I think there is very, very, very strong values and beloved very much. You know, the, uh, the fact is maybe it's a new world because, you know, there is, I, I would say something like this. I love my community. I'm very proud that I'm a Haredi and I, I, I'm proud of Haredi not to, to also, I, I feel I have the permission and the privilege to criticize myself and my mm -hmm. community. 
sure. but to make it not to not to criticize, to, to say, stay against, just to with love. And you know, all those people who are coming here also, we are working with love. If you hate or you don't like, just criticize because you want to criticize, this is not a place you can influence. And we want to make it better. And I want to say something else, listen, this is a new world. When people ask me, ask me, when people ask me, when you say ultra-orthodox, what do you mean? There is maybe four characteristics. The obligation to Jewish law. Everybody, you can, you know, you can Sephardi or Ashkenazi, doesn't matter who. If you are really obligated to the Jewish law, so you are part of this tradition, this community. Second is the ambivalence towards Zionism and modernism. So, Zionism, you know, most of the Haredim are not against Zionism. They're just not Zionism. They are indifferent about different, yeah. indifferent. Um, and also about modernity. You know, the Haredi community is a modern phenomenon. People don't understand. Right, sure. <laughs> it's very, very modern phenomenon. For 200 years, right. it didn't exist even. So, it's a way how you can protect yourself from outside influences the world. But, today, you can sit with very high walls right. and we have access to Japan in your pocket and uh, yeah you have access always you can and this is what happened because this is stronger than anything else maybe so many rabbis are fighting against technology but this is you know in America it was very big event if technology 60,000 people came together and most of the people record this <laughs> event with their cell phones. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. This is about technology. It's a new way. So we cannot use old practice in a new world. So, and I'm saying it's a catch-22. The idea is to be isolated, to not be exposed to outside influences. And the, and the outside, the Western world should not influence us inside the world. But and this is maybe a good idea for many years ago, but now there is no way. Everyone has almost access to everything. And now if you not provide for the young generation tools, so they be gonna spend, you're gonna lose them. They're gonna drop out. So that's, that's in my language that I try to convince also so many rabbis uh, around them. Right, and beautiful. So tell me a little bit about the school that you've now created. He said there was this viral video, which which is true. Uh, I saw a beautiful video with on, on Israeli Memorial Day. And tell me a little bit about, you know, the actual school that you've created. And is it meant to be sort of a model, a prototype for other schools to open up? What's the goal with it? And, and what are sort of the the key ingredients of this of this place? Oh, this is a place that also this year we're gonna get the education minister prize. Wow. Uh, we are very proud about the results because 90% finish with matriculation and all of them are going to very good yeshivot after, after really? it. Yeah. And this is because I showed the community that we are staying in the community. We're not done losing. So this, I'm not an agent of change, I'm an agent to preserve. Because I, we preserve the young generation in the community with new tools. Okay. Uh, what is very interesting in the community, it's about not about myself, it's about my staff. I have the best staff ever and I'm very proud with. I feel very humble when I see them 
אה... I mean... אני עפר לרגליהם. כן, כן, כן. That's what I mean. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
it's an amazing site. There is more 500 people each month who are going to this site. And it's, it's just information site. It's not the uh, news. You can learn so much about uh, matriculation, uh, about um, uh, points of education, thoughts, life skills, and the staff and ideas and, and so many, many materials. Very rich site. And I'm very proud about this because also, it's also a way how we can wider our influences in the community. Yeah. And I have to say the reason was just for two weeks ago, a simple uh, ed, um, ed, um, rabbi from one of the yeshivot, he came to me secretly and he, he told me, I heard you are very professional. I want to take from you some ideas, but please don't say for no one that we met. Wow. So this is a way how we can influence and I respect it. It's okay. But this is, I believe in the coming years we're going to see a huge change. And as you ask me to prototype, maybe. I, you know, when there is unwilling situation, there's two, three ways how to respond. Doing nothing, or complain, or trying to change in your uh, autonomy. Autonomy. And that's what you're trying to do. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not the guy that I'm going to change. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm very simple and little guy that really wants to make better our community. So this is a part of those actions. And, and I know we are very dynamic, we are very dynamic um, sector in Israel. Things could change, but I believe that the truth of this mission will overcome everything. The kids in the school are, are all Hasidic, or where? Ninety percent of Hasidic, and there are some people come from a Litvish background. And now we're going to have another school in, in Jerusalem, geared towards them. Yeah, it's more Litvish in Jerusalem. We have also we have a network of schools. You should know it's not one school. Okay. <laughs> we have a girls' school in Jerusalem. Ah, okay. We have a, now a Litvish school in Jerusalem, and now Bechemish we are working very hard for elementary school. We're helping for some, uh, for very, very great people who are living there. And uh, next year is going to be another school for Sephardim in uh, Betar Elite. We have many, many influences. We know we're going to get 1,000 people. That's what I'm saying. It's not just a local change. People come to us and asking for advice. And also, we have a network. Our network, the name of our network is Netzach. Yeah, and, and we have many schools, we're working very hard, that's why also I'm going to America twice, three times a week to, to meet people who are generous and, and understand it, because this is the future about Israel. It's mm -hmm. not about army. this is the future. And no one, because I know in America people love us so much, I know they don't want to send their kids in Israel to see Israel destroyed. They wanted to see continue how we uh, flourish, yeah? And how we continue our journey and to make it all a goyim. A light into the nations. A light into the nations. Does, does the government support the schools financially? Yeah, yeah. Most of the budget comes to the government, but still, there is a lot of money we need to raise. And also, we hope to open a village for the com in the coming years. A village? A village, yeah. Education village. This is our, one of our dreams. To do what? Uh, a village, it would be very with, ice, with science, technology and read great, great yeshiva that the young generation are studying very, very uh, uh, in, high, in high quality uh, in studies. And, and, and it's going to be like a, uh, a place that people will see, wow, 
it's possible it's possible to raise Haredim that will be integrated in Israel and respect himself and respect the community. Do you draw inspiration from America? Because in America, that's really, in many places, that's the model where there's more. With each person education. I meet, I have insp I, I, I'm inspired. <laughs> I mean it serious. I, I'm, I'm a collector of inspiration. And I try to learn from which I just come back last visit in America, I visit the SAR. Yeah. It's such a beautiful. Open walls, right? Yeah, Rabbi Krauss. It's such a beautiful. I speak with the with the with the staff. I had a very special conversation with the staff, and it's my f second visit in the open space. And now you deal with thousand kids in elementary school, with very uh, high prestigious uh, education system. This is amazing. This is amazing, for sure. Regard. We need to. We need to be very. We need to focus ourselves, but yeah. our needs what we can do because America is American, Israel is, is Israel. Yeah. And to close those gaps is not so easy, even financially. You know, most of the parents are supposed to pay 1,000 shekel a month, but 50% have no money to pay, and the rest of them ask me for a discount. <laughs> so I used to say, yeah, for the cops, you know, <laughs> money. It's not money you can. That's why we need to raise a lot of money. Also, we are, we are writing materials, so we have staff, uh, very professional psychologists and very very special writing staff that we can uh, spread in all other places. Where do the kids go afterwards? You said yeshivot. How are you dealing with the whole question of the army? Because in Israel that's kind of like a major issue and a major question that even if you have a secular education but if you're not going to go to the army it kind of prevents certain educational opportunities afterwards. Um, or entry to the workforce, and people look negatively upon it in the broader society. How do you deal with this issue? I have to say that in 2007, there were just 400 soldiers in the, Hawaii, in the army from the Hawaii community, and now we have more than 4,000. So this is, the numbers are growing, and, um, uh, and now the mission is they should be in the workforce. So once we're gonna send them in the army, no one's gonna send their kids, it's like, uh, so we have to know about that. So once they're going to be the workforce, it's going to be a very great contribution. And I also, if some people wants to go, they will go, okay? But the army, with some agreements and ways out to stay a little bit, continuing the yeshiva or and after maybe to make some steps, but with some, some solutions about those things. And I think even a secular, lives in Oda Sharon, you will see that the Haredim have much to contribute for this this country. A lot of tradition issues and, and whatever, but at the same time it's taking apart. It will reduce so much tensions. So you don't think there's going to be continued resentment from the secular no. community? If these no, kids are getting education. No, but there, I have to say, I, I may be the only actor in the Hasidic world, yeah, but even though we are working with so many communities, but there are so many actors now. There is, uh, there is many schools, maybe most of them would wo works with uh, dropouts, but there is also mainstream schools, very good schools that combine secular studies and religious. And, you know, I, 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 I had a privilege to study in our business school for Arabic. Ah, uh, Nahari did uh, one yeah. of the seminars, one of the seminars, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. So after when 
I, I was invited to to Young Israel in Boston uh, to speak for the in Brooklyn. people in Brook yeah Brookline. So I said, since I I'm coming back from Albert Wisdom, I'm not going to say any more uh, secular studies. I'm going to say religious studies and this, and uh, general studies. General studies. <laughs> because it's not a, it. I think it's a part of the holy studies. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm so curious. How have you been received within the community? You've you've referenced that. <clears throat> you know, rabbis will come secretly to you and ask you kind of under the table for advice. How are, you, how are people receiving you? And, and not just rabbis, but your old, your friends from growing up, your family, your siblings, your cousins. I'm sure you have a big network of, you know, of, of people that you know in, in growing up 20 years in Me'asharim. How are people receiving you and interacting with you? Yeah, it's not easy. We are paying very high prices about uh, those kinds of missions and uh, its prices. It's not easy. But leadership is not just asking about yourself, about what people is gonna, how people are going to respond. This is not leadership. In my eyes, leadership is to focus on what you, you believe and to taking people with you, not just to yeah. satisfy people. Yeah. And it's not easy because in the beginning it sounds crazy and people don't understand you and why you're doing good to business, make money, uh, why you need so much troubles. So absolutely for my siblings is not easy. Some some of my siblings don't want any connection with me. Wow. And, um, and your children and everything. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there is so many people, not just in Israel. I can say I have connections in Mansi in Williamsburg with so many people who ask me to come to them, to speak to them and to try to find new ways how we can support them. And I have to say, there is a very famous rabbi in Cleveland. He, he came to the school. He came to the school and he asked me, Menachem, I want the same school in my place. She's come. He wants my next visit. And in America, should they come? I'll just go a job to Cleveland, but it's, it's far away. So I'm not sure it's going gonna, it's gonna to work out this time. But he's a very big rabbi, very a, um, clever and 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 that. but he understand this is very important for for his community yeah. so also we know the influence because everybody knows about me and unfortunately yeah it's not easy and right now i can't go anymore to Masharim. you know i just visit uh, I, I made a journey for some with, with some people and uh, we made very anthropological experience in Masharim. and one of the guys they recognize they recognize face. you yeah and like 150 people follow wow. follow me. They throw me. They spit on me. They they throw diapers and and bottles. And it was like a lynch. Wow. It was not easy. So right now I can't go anymore back to Masharim. I, I you know I I still want to stay alive. I have what to do still. In uh, it's not easy. But as I tell you, in what's going in America, also in Israel, so many people understand the need. They identify with and they don't have enough courage to to make those steps but i think the time is going to make it you think it's you see a change happening yeah absolutely yeah is it more painful to not be able to go back to Sharim, or that your own family sometimes is rejecting you is that you know this is i lose my freedom but i give the best present ever to my kids yeah meaningful how do your kids deal with the, the fact that some of their relatives are not accepting yeah, them? Yeah, but they are part of this journey. Uh, they understood the need. Uh, one of the, my kids are studying at the yeshiva. 
So they're very proud about those actions. And yeah, and as I am very individual, my kids is, has the same gene. <laughs> so they're not just caring about what people are going to uh, say. They're not, they're not just going along with you the know, The Jewish, the Haredi values, what people are going to say. We, we, we buried we buried this value what people are going to say we're not going with pajamas in the street <laughs> but, <laughs> you know but but we're very uh, uh, yeah individualistic individualistic and, and, and yeah yeah uh, well I want to I want to just start to close by by asking you again a little bit more about this place the Mandel Institute where we are how did you get involved here? Was this a place that existed already? Did you create a new department here for the Haredi educational world? Like, what exactly is it? This institute has existed uh, more than 26 years. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the foundation of uh, Mandel leadership is, is famous all over the world, and they are um, developed leadership in inside the community for educational all of the leadership education, or general education educational leadership education but and so I was invited for programming so I was in the pilot and they took me to, for a job yeah so you completed the program and they asked yeah. you to, to work and for as them. I mentioned before Nomi Pearl she she based she she funded this section in this uh, place so I'm working for many years uh, six six seven years there and, uh, and you're training new uh, yeah. Haredi leaders. Haredi, but in our program, we have not only an education leadership, we have an all, all over uh, sections because we feel this is the way we can influence the community, but also the same. It's people who love the community, people who are loyal to the community, people who understand the meaningful of change and, and of the importance to preserve. So this is, uh, we affluence thousands and thousands of people. You cannot imagine how much. I think we touch now, right now, with many circles, about 70,000 people. Wow. Yeah, with this place. What are the graduates going on to do? So we have the fund, the funded so many organizations and, and so many things. There is now an organization that for social workers, Haredi social workers, people who are based there. and there were so many in education and uh, and you know the rabbis in Israel the Rabbanut rabbis in Israel uh, usually they uh, they you know they not communicate so much with the new world you know about those issues we have one of our graduates he has very interesting uh, interesting he has very an, an interesting uh, initiative that uh, provide them very important knowledge and courses for those rabbis. So many things in so many sections. We are very, very proud about this uh, this initiative. Amazing. Yeah. You mentioned earlier a story about the Holocaust ah. with your parents. Maybe we can close with that story. Yeah, so, you know, sometimes very little acts, you can change so much. Um, the day after the viral video was run, came to me, a ultra Orthodox guy came to Merchavat and he says, I'm, I want to thank you in my name, in the name of the family. So what's happened? I ask him and he says, listen, we have a grandmother, she's a Holocaust survivor. She is a Holocaust survivor. And she's 85, 86 years old. She lives in a kibbutz. And because we are ultra Orthodox and she's so secular, 
she don't want any connection with us for many years for many years so she don't know me none of my grandchildren the grandchildren and we try for many years to make some to renew the connection it doesn't work and a day after the viral video one she picked up her phone she said i didn't know the risk of radium like this so please come back we want to make wow. a reunion Amazing. so i want to thank you so much for your little act because you give us it was so sad that we didn't have any connection with you and we love you so much so when i want to thank you for my family that about your little action so so sometimes we're doing so little things and we are can change so much wow what a beautiful story and a beautiful representation of this whole mission and this whole enterprise this journey that you've been on for over 20 years and continuing to go on for many more years Menachem Bambek thank you very very much for joining us thank you it was great this has been Ari Koretsky on Jews You Should Know. Please visit us at JewsYouShouldKnow.com and subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you consume podcasts. Find us on social media at Jews You Should Know. If you'd like to become a supporter of this podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. And you can do so by visiting Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Jews You Should Know. Finally, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and introduce many more people to Jews you should know.